0: Hola cariño
1: Hola amor Y
0: bienvenidos a, uy que horror, a Latinx horror movie podcast with Johnny and Eileen I'm Johnny And I'm Eileen, good morning
1: good Remember that John morning. Legend song?
0: Good morning, love Good morning, love I'm so good at singing <laughs>
1: Now I do, especially when we're up super early to make it happen Listen, this is a this is an early one For the both of us right now. We've got
0: an early day, but... Listen, Jonathan is busy, busy, busy. Well, hey, busy guess what? How, how about you plug your show, dude? Plug your show right
1: now. I'm about to plug this show. I'll be probably <laughs> plugging it till March 20th when we close. Uh, so I am currently doing a show over at Signature Theater in Sherlington, Virginia, very close to D.C. If you live in D.C., come on, check us out, please. It's called Daphne's Dive. It's by Kiara Alegria Udes. If you don't know who she is, she's a beast incredible playwright nice. um check her out and this play is beautiful it's mostly latinx characters and uh i'm so excited to be part of this show it's helping me kind of rediscover and connect with my roots even though the character i, I play is cuban and i am not cuban <laughs> i'm Honduran, pero whatever no importa. so no importa so you know Please come check us out, and uh, I can't wait till you can come see it, Eileen.
0: <laughs> I'm very excited to go. See. I hope it.
1: Uh, I hope it speaks to you.
0: I hope so as well. Mm-hmm. I love a play about a bar. Is it? Is it about a bar?
1: It's Daphne's Dive, like dive as in meaning like you know your a local dive, dive, basically. Yeah.
0: Uh, everybody, please go see the show if you're in the D.C. area. Support our <laughs> support your local podcast <laughs> by seeing. Uh... Your host, be an actor on stage. <laughs> um, I wanted very quickly to do a La Cagamos section.
1: What did we fuck up?
0: We didn't really fuck up, but one of our sweet listeners contacted us. Their name on Instagram is Nimbus slash B Pinheiro. They very sweetly and awesomely gave us some insight on trabaja cansa, which I thought was really, really interesting. So I'm gonna read part of what the message that they sent to us, which said, "Oh my God!" I'd like to comment that in trabaja cansa, a lot of the social issues are things that privileged people like to pretend are over, and that the monster in it rhymes with that. As in, slavery is over, thus racism is over. We have working laws, so there are no issues between employers and employees. The worst is over, the monster is dead, so why bother? Just paint it over, whatever. But it's fake. Racism isn't over, so why are there no black kids in, that little, in the school of the little girl? Why does the lady who's working at the apartment ask, Uh, Whether or not her work would be registered. Your wall, the structure of it is rotting with a thing that was buried alive in it. And it'll shatter at some point. When we see what is actually infecting the wall, there is no fanfare. The woman shouts at her husband for him not having a job. You exist now, is what the manager tells to the working woman. It's all underwhelming or not discussed. Just as it comes up, it disappears. We just take it and bury it properly, not talking about it at any moment from when we travel with the beast to the burial ground of where we bury it. Wow. You just pretend it's not here until you finally become a wailing beast. And I was like... Dude, you fucking nailed that wow. shit. I, I let them know. I said, listen, this is was incredibly insightful. And, you know, because Johnny and I don't never had like our experience living in Brazil was never an adult experience, never we a working experience. We never got to the point where we would have to face this kind of stuff. Right. And if it was major or things like socially we didn't pay attention to that because we were kids. So, yeah, yeah. I just really appreciated that that was such a wonderful breakdown. And, you know, sometimes we don't see it because yeah. we don't get to experience, like, live the experience that these characters do. So I appreciate them, Nimbus B. Pinheiro, for for their insight. So thank you for that.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. That's uh, honestly very revealing. And admittedly, we were rather confused by the film. We both enjoyed it, but that... Clarifies a lot. Yeah, for sure. I also have a very quick, La cagamos. It, we didn't fuck it up, pero. Please. Uh, so, you know, last week's episode was visceral, which we both were like, whoa, not for us. It was tough. And um, on Instagram, we tagged Felipe Eluti. Correcto. And I happened to just take a peek through his Instagram, and it's like photos of him cooking delicious meals <laughs> there's a picture of him with his mom and i'm pretty sure his mom played the mom in visceral that close-up of the cool! mouth i was like love that look at that picture i'm like that's the mouth that's the uh-huh. same boca that you see in visceral so you know just because you make a mo- <laughs> a movie that might fuck Johnny and Eileen up, it doesn't mean that you're a beast in real life because, like, check out his Instagram. It's just like, my mom, look at what I cooked for dinner. It's delicious. Look at me. So, you know. Yeah. Sorry? We're
0: we're sorry we had a hard time. But, you know, Uh, sometimes...
1: C- it was meant for us to have a hard time.
0: Yeah, you're right. It was meant you're for
1: right. us to have a hard time.
0: You made a movie, dude. That's fucking more than Johnny and I have ever Hell done. Hell yeah. So.
1: <laughs> oh, <to> man. <laughs> Speaking
0: yes. of making movies, um, Ooh, uh, let's get into this week's movie. We are going back to the the man we fell in love with the first time we saw his film, Veneno para las Hadas. Uh, it's a Carlos Enrique Taoada film. And I picked Hasta el Viento
1: Tiene Miedo. Nice pick. The Thank moment you. you sent me, like, this is what we're doing this week, and you sent me the uh-huh. poster, <gasps> I got so fucking excited. Because, you know, we both loved Veneno para las Hadas. So yeah. this this was a treat. Yeah. These, these films feel like delicious meals. Like, they feel rejuvenating to me I don't know why it's so strange
0: this this one for me the the moment it ended I was like that was a perfect ghost story Mm. like that's a story you tell at a sleepover this is like a it's a it's the storytelling is so beautiful and it's simple it's a yes. simple, simple
1: ghost story. The the way I described this was it's a classy ghost story.
0: Yes. Ooh. Ooh. Let's talk about this fucking movie cuz the glamour, the, the fabulousness <laughs> The everything that oh, this film man. delivered. Ay Dios yes. mío. Okay, Ay, Dios so uh, from nineteen sixty eight hasta el viento tiene el miedo, Jonathan. Give us a synopsis.
1: Alright, this synopsis is from IMDB. Here we go. Girls that were punished to stay at a boarding school during spring break have no idea the school is haunted by the restless spirit of a former student seeking revenge. Mm. <sighs> mm.
0: Okay, so, here we go. Hasta el viento tiene miedo. I'm so excited. We see that this, I just have to point it out, it's produced by Tauro Films. <laughs>
1: and I, I just love it. I knew loved. you were going to say this. I was like, <laughs> Eileen will say, this is Taurus Films, Tauro Films. <laughs> Taurus,
0: baby. Proud Taurus, so, proud listen, Taurus over a here. proud Taurus, super pumped that Tauro Do Films Do you all know exists. Eileen
1: is uh, Taurus. <laughs> If you didn't know, now you know. May 11th,
0: guys. (laughs) May 11th. Send me birthday messages. Anyways. A young woman is having a nightmare. An otherworldly voice is calling her name. Claudia. Claudia. She wakes up suddenly, and just above her, above her bed, we see feet. (gasps) Hanging feet. A flash of lightning hits, and on the wall, we see the shadow of a hanging woman. Claudia screams and she faints. The window bursts open with the strength of the howling wind, and the credits
1: begin. (laughs) This intro, I'm (laughs) obsessed.
0: (laughs) As we see the trees blowing in the wind, we get our title card Hasta el viento tiene miedo. Mm. And the credits roll and we hear howling wind. It's like rustling through these trees and Listen, the trees are just taken and a-blowing.
1: Gale force winds out here. <laughs> like This is a weather event.
0: Yes, this movie truly, you know, for a 1968 film, I think sound wise they used that wind sound like that was constant oh. anytime you were outside even if you were inside they were mm-hmm. blowing them winds so
1: yes and it's quite anxiety inducing yes the constant wind yep
0: totally. We see the grounds of this school. There's an even there's an owl in a branch and that owl is holding on for dear life. It's like, Yo, holy they, shit,
1: dude. There is a person <laughs> d- below the owl being like putting the, the fan up to that owl's like, could you please
0: Can you relax?
1: Stand back. Who do you think I am? Beyonce? Back up.
0: Chill. <laughs> Also, shout out to Churubuco Studios, which hey. this was apparently filmed. That we see that in the credits. Once the credits are done, we see a doctor and one of the teachers, Senorita Lucia, who is fabulous. Oh my
1: God, the painted fabulous. eyebrow just slapped on her face. The
0: <laughs> updo hair, <laughs> to like heaven, we're talking, to heaven. just. High bee, beehive-esque yes. hair.
1: No, don't forget, we are in the 60s right yeah, now.
0: totally. Oof.
1: She looks so good.
0: Fabulous, fabulous. And so they're walking down the hall and he's assuring her, you know, there's nothing to worry about. She just had un ataque de nervios brought on by a nightmare because obviously women are hysterical and they always have Mm. ataques de nervios. (laughs) And he gives Señorita Lucia a prescription for Claudia and he says really all she needs to do is rest though, so Mm. it's fine. And Señorita Lucia tells him, well, what's lucky is that vacation starts on Monday, so Great. we should be chill to rest up. No prob. And he says, cool, thanks. Nice to see you. I'm going to go talk to the headmistress. From behind a door, I just wrote, a hairdo appears. <laughs> now, <laughs> now yes. this is how I describe it. Okay? The
1: hairdo, please. <laughs> the
0: hairdo. It's Mars Attacks, like that lady from Mars Attacks. Oh my god! But without the hiding of the alien head underneath. Yes,
1: which makes me wonder what is actually underneath there.
0: How? What secrets are you holding in that hairdo? What secrets are
1: under that hairdo? (laughs) But honestly, how is this done? Is this all her hair? Are there other? Is there other hair? placed well, in
0: there god bless the 60s a lot they had no problems with like falls or like extra pieces of hair to attach to make your the higher the hair the closer to god sure i think that's her hair
1: because you do see it later loosey-goosey and it's mm-hmm. thick and full and also like let's just say she's probably that that hair is Full of hairspray. So it's just like. Dude,
0: the reason know. we have a hole in the ozone is that woman's hairdo. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. Oh. Uh.
0: Anyways, esta muchacha, her name is Kitty, but I called her Mars Attacks for the whole oh fucking God. thing. So if, yes. uh-huh. if you hear Kitty or Mars Attacks, they are the same person. Her and another girl whom I called Long Ginger because there are two gingers in this group of Ooh. girls and she's got a long hairdo. The other ginger is got a pixie hairdo. So I'm this so is-
1: glad you just <laughs> went by their hairdos because that's what it was for me too. I was like short do, long do, red do, bob do. Yeah. Like that yeah. was it.
0: <laughs> this is this is long long ginger. Okay. Mars attacks and long ginger head in- and <laughs> <laughs> Head into the dormitory to check in on Claudia, and she's in bed. She's reading a no- romance novel that Mars Attacks lent her. And uh, Mars Attacks establishes at this moment that she is a horny ass bitch. I mean, she's like, That's my romance novel. All I want is to fucking bone dudes all the time. I'm horny, thirsty. Yeah. They ask Claudia about her nightmare, and she says, Uy, fue horrible. I was in a dark place, and there was a tall staircase, and someone was calling my name from the top, and I went up, and it was like an attic, and there she was swinging, ahorcada. (sighs) Oof. I love that word, ahorcada. Yes. Even though it's a horrible word, but I just... Lands.
1: Throughout this movie, again, the Spanish here is just Oof, delectable. Delectable. Divino,
0: me give me encanta. a fork and knife. Oh, give me a spoon.
1: Delicious. So I can just lap this up. It's so yeah. good.
0: <laughs> okay. So I wrote, There's just so many girls, eh? How oh. old are these girls? I when I was doing research it said college. And oh. I was like this is a college? But when I when I watched it the first time I was like are these high school girls? They're obviously all almost 40 or at least look almost 40 because these hairdos, the makeup and everything. That's
1: what it is. They yeah. do they they Looked youthful to me because they're all just so gorgeous. Like again, but they don't
0: seem like students, like young girls, like. That are going to a high school or a college. It seems like they sure. seem more adult than what they are playing.
1: Yes, I think just because I've watched so many fucking horror movies where it's like this 36 year old is playing a 17 sure. year old. So I'm like, I mean, sure, whatever. But that's the, just the film makeup, in general. exactly, the makeup, the looks age them. Yeah. but they do. Like I thought, high school. Not college. I thought like you know this was like a, a boarding school for women. Or I something also like thought that. that. And uh, some of their acting performance styles are very like. Y por qué? I'm I'm just a child, you know. My which is eyes the, are
0: so big yeah, and doe-eyed. Oh, exactly. Except for except for Mars Attacks, who is like yo oh, quiero culiar, and you're just is like, <laughs> like,
1: where's my man? Where's, where's the is dick? he dick? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, so in comes whom I'm calling la chismosa. Uh-huh. She this girl is beautiful. She is the only brunette in this crew of girls that Which we see. Which was
1: interesting to yeah. me yeah. that the girl that they give the most shit in this group. She's not part of the group. They exclude no. her. She is the one who I was like all these other ladies are clearly uh dyed blonde. Uh, redheads, but this one, the only one with actual like dark hair, is the one that they're like, No, you're not part you're of our bitch. group. You're the chismosa. <gasps> yeah. What the fuck is this? Interesting.
0: But the, and a reason why they dislike her is because she's teacher's pet to the mm-hmm. head mit- mistress, Senorita Bernarda. So she's like, What are you guys doing here? Talking to Claudia. You're not supposed to be here. Senorita Bernarda lo prohibió. And Mars Attacks is like, Fuck you, bitch. I'm a fuck you. She comes in hot. She's like, Aha, y que quieres hacer? Te voy a turquear y puta. puta. She is ready to fight. Yeah. And La Chismosa is afraid and she runs out screaming for Señorita Bernarda. And Mars attacks and L- Long Ginger are like, Okay, we're going to head out because that bitch is obviously telling on us right now. And we don't want to deal with La Bruja, which is what mm-hmm. they all collectively mm-hmm. call the headmistress. Señorita Bernarda. Right. Claudia then is like, do your impression, Kitty. Do your impression. And Kitty, Mars Attack, stiffens up and she says, Señoritas, la disciplina es interminante en esta institución y no permitiré anomalías. Que quede bien entendido. And this is the thesis statement of our film. Yeah. The discipline in this institution is what I hold at the highest. And I will not permit anomalies. And then we cut to actual Señorita Bernarda, and she is... Just the way that Kitty was doing her impersonation, stiff, stern, fucking a severe woman. But before we see her, we hear her saying, Que quede bien entendido, doctor, because she's talking to the doctor, remember? And she continues our thesis statement saying, En esta institución no hay privilegios para nadie. Mm. And that's like the whole phrase is. I'm keeping the school on lockdown. Like, this shit is tighter than a fucking, I don't know, whatever is tight. <laughs> and, <Yep. laughs> but also, I don't give a fuck who you are. You have no privileges here. It don't matter who it is, yeah. what you say, fuck you. And we pan up from her hands to her face. And this is where we see this oh, gorgeous gosh. older, not older. She's like, I mean, who knows? <laughs> she could be 40 yeah or she could be a very young looking 60 who knows yeah but she's got pearl earrings a pulled up updo also humongous and tall a dark brown like button up like this Mm -hmm. bitch is severe the doc is like, I get it, but, you know, this kid is al borde de una crisis nerviosa. So, you know, maybe you want to go easy on her. And Señorita mm-hmm. Lucia, who's also in the room, says, you know, a couple of days off isn't going to hurt her. It'll help, probably. And Señorita Bernarda is like, bitch, you're getting played by these students. So muy ingenua. Don't don't be an idiot with your these girls. And the doctor says, "Okay, I'm not going to get into this lady fight. I'm out. So Señorita Bernarda is like, mira, Lucia, in the future, don't discuss my orders in front of strangers. And I want to see Claudia in class in 30 minutes. Outside on the grounds of this school, we see all these girls running around or like chatting with each other, and they're all in their school uniforms and, like, mingling about, walking to class, so on. We see Claudia is walking with two of her other friends. Here we meet Pixie Ginger, who, for the rest, I'm just going to call her Pixie, Yep. and also we call, we see a blonde bombshell, and she, she'll be known oh, yeah. as, blo- as Bombshell. And when I say Pixie, though, I just want to talk about these hairdos. When the pixie hairdo is like tees at the top, and it's obviously like a box dye red. It's not Ooh, a gingery is, natural no, red. No.
1: Like that thing is, it's borderline purple. Like yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's something.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and blonde bombshell is just very like, Como se llama aquella mujer que tenía? Like the bump in the, and she was very She's fabulous like in the Bridget 60s. She's like Bridget Bardot vibes. That's, yes, Bardot. Yeah. Very she Bardot. Is,
1: I mean, she is a bombshell this one, Yeah, wow, totally.
0: So they're talking about how shitty it is that Señorita Bernarda is making Claudia go back to class so soon. As they're walking, they come across this tower in the courtyard, which Mm. I'm sure has been there forever. But something is odd to Claudia Mm -hmm. because she looks over and the padlock on the door is open. And Pixie and Bombshell are like, what are you doing? What do you think you're doing? Don't go over there. What are you doing? And Claudia's like, Yeah, but I have to know what's up there. Like I just need to. Mm. And the girls call over to another little group that's kind of close to the tower, which is Mars Attacks, Long Ginger, and a new friend. This girl is called Bangs.
1: Oh yeah. Those <laughs> bangs, these bangs
0: are bangs are powerful. powerful. <laughs> this <laughs> yeah.
1: this hairdo bangs might as well be a mullet. Like Oh it's- yeah.
0: They the bangs those are bangs a, like are a
1: shag, yeah. and, then, and then it's just like tucked behind the ears, long hair. She looks yeah. great, but I'm like, but... I've seen a drag queen wear this wig before. Uh-huh. It's not a wig, yeah. that's her hair. I've no. seen a drag queen, a drag queen wear, wear all, all of these, these dudes hairs, all these for hairs for sure.
0: So they come over to the other crew of girls, and this is our official group. Of gals, Mm. they point over to the open padlock, and Mars attacks is like, Hell yeah, let's go inside. Woo! And Pixie's like, No, 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 somebody might see us. Mm. And Bombshell is like, Don't worry about it. La Bruja never comes around in this area. And Mars attacks is like, Sweet, ni que fuera una tumba. Vámonos. So they go inside, (laughs) they pop off that padlock, and go in the tower. Inside, it's dark. And Claudia gasps suddenly, and she's like, This is the place that I dreamt. She was up there. I remember perfectly the walls, the staircase. It made a lot of noise when you walked up it. And I got up to the attic at the top, and Marza Tax is like, Okay, well, then this will be the proof to see if you're bullshitting. Mm -hmm. What did the door look like? And Claudia said the door was painted red and it was all carcomida. It's been kind of eaten by termites, if you will. Sure. It has a metal bar on the outside. And Mars Attacks is like, sweet, let's go. We'll see if you're right. So they go up these stairs and everybody's like spooked and creeped out. And the staircase creaks, like she said. And all the mm-hmm. girls are like, ooh. And they get to the <laughs> top. <laughs> And she says, ahí está. Uh-huh. And they see the door, and the door is red with a metal thingy on it. And Claudia says, ella está dentro." And then de repente from below, we hear, Claudia! <laughs> and it's la bruja Bernarda. Okay. In her office, the girls are getting reprimanded and they're going to get a big old punishment. Señorita Bernarda says that she's decided that you are all staying at the school during vacation time. And which is a fucking bummer. And the girls start to object. And Señorita Bernarda's is like, listen, I'm going to let your parents know what happened. Yo no me acostumbro a discutir con las alumnas. You're dismissed. Wow. Except for you, Claudia. You stay here. So Señorita Bernarda asked Claudia, what were you expecting to find in that attic? And Claudia says, nothing. We found that the door was open. And Bernarda's like, eso es imposible. I o- it only has one key and I have that key. And Claudia says, listen, I can't explain it. All I know is that it was open. And it's when we went inside, it's the place that I dreamt of, of the girl that, you know, was about to. And Bernarda <gasps> widens her eyes, cuts her off, and is like, basta, I know your story. And then she says this fucking phrase. Le advierto usted si insiste a inquietar sus compañeras con visiones morbosas. Tendré que pedir a sus padres que la pongan bajo la vigilancia de un psiquiatra.
1: And she's like, ugh. <gasps> No. No <laughs>
0: like, well because she's this bitch is saying like, yeah. Don't start you're talking crazy. shit to your friends mm-hmm. cuz I'm going to tell your parents that you're fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. And this smug ass señorita Bernarda is like, I'm sure you're not crazy, hun, but don't make me change my mind. Wow. What a bitch. So now we're in a locker room, a communal bathroom, like a A shower, a shower room. Yeah, and the girls are all showering next to each other, and they're some are getting ready in a mirror, and some are over there haciendo que se yo, whatever. Y entra la señorita Lucía. And she asks Bombshell whether it's true or not that they have to stay during vacation. And all the girls are like, yes, it's not fair. Come on, Senor Lucia. It's like, she can't do that to us. And you can tell Mm. that these girls really have a great relationship with Senorita Lucia.
1: Now, three things here real quick. Uh The fact that I don't know why seeing a locker room with showering women in it in the 60s shocked me. I was like, oh, (laughs) oh, my God. Also, I love the setup of them being like, we have to stay here over spring break. I love that setup. I was like, oh, this is perfect for this story. It gave me like Halloween H2O vibes, love. Pero also, Señorita Lucia coming in and being like, I'm so nice to all of you. I was like, I don't trust you. Oh, okay. That's the feeling I got. Mm -hmm. Because of course, la Señorita Bernarda, I was like, okay, bitch, like... Calm down. Yeah. But with Lucia, I was like, why are you being so nice? And honestly, it felt purposeful. Like, it was like, I'm being so nice because I have something, something, something going on. So the way it was set up for me, I was like... I don't know about you, and I liked that. You know what I mean?
0: Interesting. Yeah, I immediately trusted her. I
1: mean, she, she's so sweet and lovely, but you know, I was just like, hmm.
0: So the girls ask Senorita Lucia for her to help them. Like, maybe you can say something, and Senorita Lucia says, "I'll try." And Marza attacks over by her locker is like, "Sí, porque I have to see mi novio." Oh. Yeah. <laughs> kitty. <laughs> ya, ya es mucha abstinencia. <laughs> oh.
1: You're saying this to your teacher.
0: <laughs> and and Miss Lucia comes in and she's like, que barbaro. Calmate. Don't say that to me. Pump your brakes. Wow, don't be, it's Ms. 1968. Just a horny hoe. <laughs> and uh, Señorita Lucia pulls a picture off of Kitty's Locker room or locker door, and it's a picture of Armando, her boyfriend. (gasps) And she's like, Isn't he sexy? And Lucia's like, Mira, you're not allowed to have retratos. This is against the rules of La Bruja. I should take this from you. The girls start like joking around and stuff, and she's like, It's my own fault. I let you joke around with me, and now you don't respect me. And all these girls are like, No, 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 no. You're the only person we can confide in. You're Special to us and lucia's like okay i'll talk to bernarda and i'll see what she says and she leaves the locker room in señorita bernarda's office lucia tries to convince her that maybe she should let the girls go home but bernarda's like no also too nice para esta muchacha and the and lucia's like i'm afraid of about what happened before will happen again <gasps> and bernarda's like What happened before was awful, and it was an accident, and Lucia says, no, fue nuestra culpa, and Bernarda says, my orders will be followed al pie de la letra, which is a great phrase that basically means to a T. Yeah. And Lucia's like, okay, I hope you don't regret this decision you're making, but cool, I did my best, I tried. It's the first day of vacation, and we see all the other schoolgirls are getting in their family cars and driving off, and from the dorm window, uh, Long Ginger is watching everybody leave, and La Chismosa approaches, (laughs) and this is the first time we don't see them in their uniforms, and they are wearing
1: fabulous
0: clothes. Oh,
1: my God. I couldn't... Breathe. I was so just like, (laughs) oh, oh, these looks. La La
0: Chimosa (sighs) has like a boat neck style dress. It's like a shift, but it's pink and light blue and like maybe like a light brown, like a taupe. Um, mm. polka dots and there's a huge bow on her shoulder and then long ginger has this orange shift dress with a, a purple like a lilac flower and yeah, lilac and earrings. earrings my god, oh my god. fucking <laughs> fabulous so great so long ginger asks la chismosa why are you staying behind you're not punished like us and La Chismosa reveals that she only has one parent and it's an old aunt that doesn't that kind of is lame. So I kind of stay behind. And Señorita Bernarda is really nice to me. So, you know, it's fine. I just stay here.
1: So you all should be nice to her, too. She's just got an old aunt left over. Stop being a yeah. bitch to her.
0: That's true. And all the other girls come in and they're all complaining that they couldn't say goodbye to their parents or the, you know, the school sucks. I can't believe I got to say. And Mars Attacks is like, I don't fucking care. I got to fuck my boyfriend no matter what. So I'm, I'm going <laughs> to find a, a way. Yeah. And Claudia asks, well, how are you going to fucking do that? And <laughs> And she says, and Mars Attack says, "I'll tell you later cuando se haya ido la Gestapo," which I was oh. like, Bro. <laughs> oh. "Oh my god!
1: Wow!
0: I mean, okay! I mean, fabulous!"
1: <laughs> and poor, poor La Chismosa was like. Wow bitch. Okay. Yeah.
0: She's like, Okay, well That's fuck you. And she leaves. Great. And uh Long Ginger kinda comes in and defends her. She's like, She has no family, dude I'm like chill out stop being an asshole and Mars attacks is like claro que no tiene familia las víboras nacen de huevos and I was like this woman damn uh,
1: what did she ever do to you seriously
0: well you know she's a tattletale yeah she's a
1: tattletale it's high school or college or whatever (laughs) or whatever (laughs) whatever school this is
0: (laughs) and Pixie asks is she gonna stay on like with us for all of vacation time and she is and marza tax is like mira you guys better watch me because somebody is gonna die during this vacay señorita lucia comes in and she's like stop making jokes like that and get back in your uniforms because we're going to class and all the girls are like fuck bro we gotta go to class on vacation and it's because señorita bernarda has planned An intensive course for them while they're
1: still at school. Of course she has.
0: So it's nighttime in the dormitory and Claudia hears her name being called again. And she follows this voice and Mars attacks and bangs. They wake up and they follow her and... Claudia goes outside and this wind again, Ugh. strong, howling through the trees and Mars attacks and bangs. They see that Claudia is crossing this the courtyard towards the tower and bangs is like, maybe she's a sonambula and she's going to get pneumonia and let's go wake her up. But you have to be careful because they say that sleep sleepwalkers can die if mm-hmm. you wake them up. Jesus Christ, the wind is blowing and blowing and they call after Claudia and they're like, what are you doing here? And Claudia says, I don't know. I just heard someone calling my name. They say to her, you're dreaming and you're having a nightmare again. And she's like, no, I can still hear it. Listen. And they stop talking and all you hear is the howling wind. And Bangs is like, bro, it's the wind. And she says, no, I hear a voice. It's coming from in there. And she points at the tower. And they look up and we see that there are windows at the top of the tower. And Mars Attacks says, it's just another one of your nightmares besides the tower is locked. But then they look over to the padlock and what's open again? Mm -hmm. That thing. Mm -hmm. And not only is the fucking padlock open, but the door is slightly ajar. So Mars Attacks is like, fine. Let's go see who it is. She tries to walk inside, and the door slams in her face. And Claudia says, no, aquí hay alguien. And she looks up again to the windows and says, meeting. And at the window, a woman with long blonde hair and a white nightgown stands staring at the window. All three of the girls see her. Yeah. And they afraid are like let's get the fuck out of here. So they run, and then from the window, as if we're that woman up there, a perfectly manicured (laughs) hand (laughs) touches the window as the girls run away. I was like, Esta mano de fantasma
1: nails. Uh, I was like, Is this Barbara Streisand right now?
0: Barbara Streisand
1: nails. Oh my god, just long nails, long ass nails
0: and like you can t- you can kind of see the cuff of the nightgown and it's like a white lace and it's just this beautiful hand yeah. yeah this ghost is
1: daintily fabulous. placed upon the window
0: <laughs> yeah as the girls run away gladia stops and she looks back but the woman in the window is gone Back in the dormitory, the three girls are telling the rest of the girls what they saw and La Chismosa is like we should tell Señorita Bernarda at least so that she can spread some agua bendita because that must be una alma en pena. It's like a somebody, a lost soul. And Long Ginger is like that's a bunch of superstition. There has to be an explanation. Science over here. And Claudia says no. Solo hay una. She's trying to tell me something. Something that Señorita Bernarda doesn't want us to know. Mm-hmm. And just then, Señorita Bernarda and Señorita Lucia burst into the fucking dormitory. ¿Qué significa esto? And the girls all get to their feet. Let's talk about the pajama looks. Oh, everybody's wearing a full fucking gown to bed.
1: Full, th- there are like six to seven layers on each body.
0: Yeah, just like We're a talking coat over your pajamas, my pajama over coat. Over
1: some lace underneath that's, I'm sure, just magnificently scratchy. Just like every single layer. I got like four pair of socks on I'm g- and just tucking myself in. And everybody's
0: in. hair is also still done up and done make Which up an we, inch
1: off the face just yeah.
0: we fully haven't done. talked about <laughs> Claudia's hair Claudia has like a an Ariana Grande style yes ponytail
1: yes, <laughs> totally that doesn't <laughs> not long, move just, it's no just like, that thing brack. is
0: <laughs> 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 so it's it's not long like Ariana Grande it like the, the ponytail ends right at her like the Base of her neck. So it kind of looks like a bob, Mm -hmm. but it's not. It's a pulled up ponytail.
1: Okay. I mean, she looks great.
0: I mean, come on. Claudia lies and she's like, oh, I had another nightmare and the rest of the girls were checking in on me. Don't worry about it. Okay, great. Well, then go back to bed. And they all start to, but not before Bernarda totally is, like, scandalized by Mars Attacks' pajamas.
1: Because we haven't spoken about Mars Attacks' look. (laughs) Because it uh, it is the look out of the looks in this room. Full of looks. Yeah. Everybody
0: else is wearing a grandma PJ. Mars Attacks is wearing, like, a (laughs) see-through... situation. She's ready for
1: Armando to crawl through her window. Oh. Her window is open for him to crawl in yeah. right
0: now. Her legs Jesus. are open for him to crawl in <laughs> right now.
1: Oh my Entonces,
0: God. you know, Señorita Bernarda is like, y que esto, y que why don't you wear the same pajamas as your classmates? And poor Marza Tax is like, it was hot and you know, whatever. And she's trying Bullshit. to like, cover her up. Pero, yeah. This
1: was another moment where I actually was a little scandalized because I thought, this is the 60s. And like like you said, it like, it's like a bra, uh, like a panty set. Where do you, what do you call the thing underneath? You hate the word panties. What would you call like what she's wearing on her? I mean,
0: they're underpants. They're uh, like, like under Tiny
1: shorts. But then, like just like a light, loosey goosey, see-through, lacy. Like, lacy shift on top. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure her like night slippers are a kitten heel. Like there of is. Of course a lift. they are.
0: <laughs> I would not be surprised she at all. She looks
1: so good. She looks oh, so, my great. God. so
0: great. So great. And then, you know, Senorita Bernarda is like, Mira, ninguna temperatura justifica el uso de esa prenda indecente. And you're like, Jesus. Fuck. Fucking A. So... <laughs> It's the next day, and the girls are having lunch while La Chismosa is reading to the table, Uncle Tom's Cabin, which I was like, oh, okay. Oh, wow. And um, Las Senoritas, Bernarda and Lucia, are sitting at another table, and they notice that Mars Attacks and Bombshell are whispering to each other and not listening to Uncle Tom's Cabin. So, Senorita Bernarda is like, aha, Mars Attacks, what are you hiding there? What are you doing? Why aren't you paying attention? And Mars Attacks quickly hides the picture of Armando, her boyfriend, under a napkin. And here comes Señorita Bernarda, and she's like, a ver, give me whatever it is you're hiding, which she does. And she's like, I'm going to hold on to this until your parents come to visit. Mm. And later on, we're outside, and Mars Attacks is fucking livid. She's like, mira, la pudiera cachetearla. She's like, I wanted to smack that hoe. And she tells the other girls, it doesn't matter though, because I'm going to get it back tonight. That's my fucking picture, and I'm going to go into her fucking office and grab it at midnight, and I'm going to go. <laughs> and then fucking Bangs is like, oh, God, ring me, which made me laugh so <laughs> hard. So oh my hard. God, I God, I because laughed. they're
1: also like, as much as like. Mars Attacks is like, I'm a bad bitch. I'm going to do this. I'm going to punch this old lady. The other (laughs) girls are like, sure, hon. Yeah. Whatever. They give her shit too, which I love. But there's one, I don't remember which one it was, but she's like, oh, you're going to go at midnight, the witching hour, Mm -hmm. because you're a witch. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay. Just like. Uh, No,
0: it was bombshell saying, oh, you're going to witching hour, huh? Uh Uh-huh. And Mars Attacks goes, yeah, your time of night, or whatever, like, basically (laughs) calls her a witch. It's so fucking
1: funny. Uh, These girls have this,
0: like, they're all semi-frenemies. Like, they all have great moments, which I think is, that's what those kind of boarding school relationships were. Like, Mm. you had your close-knit circle, but also, like, at one point I wrote, later on as adults i bet these women aren't even friends with each other anymore like it's such yeah. a you know what i mean yeah
1: it's honestly like the frenemy thing kind of made me a little sad because they're yeah you know they're close and they're they're there for each other here but it's a little cold they're sassy yeah they're, they're sassy yeah
0: so it's yeah. midnight in the dormitory and mars attacks is like all right i'm ready i'm gonna go and uh, she sneaks through the dark halls with this big flashlight. The music is great in this moment. Ugh. There's lots of violins and like a creepy piano, and you hear the wind outside. It's it's very beautiful. Some double doors swing open from the strength of this wind that's going on outside, and she closes them. It's this is very tension building because yes. eventually, when we like, she goes to the office, she finds the picture, and she leaves. It's Oh, it's a solid five minutes of just yes. building tension and fear and like pockets of terror and like what is that? It's so it's lovely. so good.
1: the The darkness. This is a very like bright light movie, but the moments mm-hmm. at night, which they're it, they are they are plentiful, are so dark. Yeah, and it's so interestingly lit, where it's literally just like a corner of your screen where you're just like peeking to be like, what? What's what's in there, which creeps you out. Yeah. And also, they've set up La Senorita Bernarda so well, mm-hmm. so well. And this woman is just nailing this character so well that you're just praying that Don't Mars Attacks find does her. not yeah. get found. You know. Yeah, totally. Or you're like, so, I do want to see this fucking thing happen.
0: You know. <laughs> absolutely, totally. So she goes to the office, she finds the picture, but underneath the picture, Mm. she finds another picture. It's of a girl with long, blonde hair. Mm. She takes both the pictures and she runs back to the dormitory. The girls ask her, did you find your picture of Armando? And she said, yes, and also Otra Cosa. And she gives the other photo to Claudia and she says, have you seen this face? And Claudia looks up. It's a beautiful shot of just like just her face yes. where she says, "Es ella." <laughs> uh, so,
1: so many good. looks, just off into the distance. What are yeah. you looking at, girl? Just being like yeah. <gasps> a sparkle
0: in the eye just, and a sparkle uh, of the earring. It's always just a like a quiver in the lip. Uh huh.
1: Yeah. I the drama. The is drama just like <laughs> built for gay men. It's just. Yes. Incredible. This
0: should be in our pantheon
1: of oh gay my movies that we're Camp officially classic.
0: making. Yeah.
1: Gay men of the world, have you not seen this movie? Watch it immediately. You
0: must. The next day, Señorita Lucia is looking at the photo of this girl because the girls come to her and confide in her. And they're like, this is what we found. And Marza Tax is like, I took my boyfriend's picture, but this was there too. And Lucia is really appreciative of the fact that she's honest with her. Mm. And she's like, I'm not going to say anything to Señorita Bernarda, but I am going to return these photos to where they were. And then right before she leaves, Claudia stops Señorita Lucia and is like, Wait, so you knew who this girl was? Mm. Lucia is like, yes, she used to be a student of mine. Her name is Andrea Ferron. And Claudia's is like, but she's dead, yes? And Lucia is shocked, and she's like, how do you know that? And Claudia says, she's the one that I dreamt about, mm. ahorcada en la torre. And Lucia gets all flustered, and she's like, I don't want to talk about this. I'll see you in class. Goodbye. And Claudia turns again. We get another, like, fabulous look off into the distance. And she says, Andrea ha vuelto. She's
1: back. Drama.
0: (laughs) The next day, Señorita Bernarda calls in La Chismosa, La Josefina, into her office. And she tells her that Lucia and her and Señorita Bernarda... Are gonna go to a dinner that night, so she's putting Josefina La Chismosa in charge. Keep an eye out. Nobody better get out of line or fuck up my shit in any possible way. And if anything does go wrong, you're gonna fucking tell me about it. And La Chismosa Josefina is pumped to be a narc. She couldn't be happier. Hell yeah, girl. I'm gonna tell you everything. Yes. In the piano room, Claudia is playing very poorly the piano, and two of the girls are like, oh, boy, you're fucking not good at this. And the other <laughs> girls come in, and they're like, ooh, this is bad music playing, and they're all making fun of Claudia's bad now, piano.
1: this moment where like they're like, girl, you suck, but the... <laughs> The um, chemistry was great. Like as much as they sass each other, the chemistry chemistry between these women is so wonderful. Yeah. Where Claudia isn't like hurt, she's like, no. I know, <laughs> I suck. Like she's it like, was I'm really just trying nice. to pass
0: music, bro. Yeah. I'm not like, trying I don't to like become this. Mozart. My mom's making
1: me do it. Like whatever. I loved yeah. this just kind of like relationship building moment here. Really lovely. Yeah.
0: For sure. So the other girls come in and they also make fun and Bombshell is like you know what I know how to play the piano but it's a little different than what you're playing and she (laughs) scoots Claudia over and she starts playing a groovy tune and everybody's like oh my god Kitty Mars attacks you gotta dance que baile and she's like you got it, dude. That bitch, she's a Leo. She's like, you uh, want me to fucking ah, dance? I'm boy, you dancing. Spotlight, I'm in yeah. it.
1: Yep. Find So my this light. hoe
0: gets over to the like open area, and she's doing some 60s moves, some little oh, fists, and some mashed potato-y are kind and of. They and
1: floopy. Yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's very cute. Yeah, and suddenly in comes La Chismosa, and she's like, "A ver, la señorita Bernarda, me dijo to make sure that everything's in order, whatever. Also, you're not supposed to be dancing like a slut, you fucking slut. Mm. She's here to keep the order, and she's gonna do it. But then they all kind of like pile on top of La Chismosa, and they threaten her, and she's like, "Okay, I I won't say anything, whatever. If you just go to bed." And Claudia's like, "But." What if you dance? Don't you dance? And Mars Attacks has an idea and she says, that's right. We'll make you dance and that way you can't go telling on us because you also dance like a slut. So Mm -hmm. let's dance. Like a slut. Oh my God. So Mars Attacks grabs La Chismosa, and they both start to do some twists and some pony moves. And very... she's
1: getting into it. I <laughs> yeah, love how La Chismosa is fun. like, oh, she's smiling. She's She loves it. She's being Loved included. To... Yes. Loved she it. loves
0: to dance like a slut. Oh, my God. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so oh, she's no. into
0: it. And then suddenly Long Ginger, who's been sitting there watching, starts yelling, strip teas, strip tease. And this I was like, what? And Mars Attacks is like, yeah. And suddenly they all kind of pile o- on top of La Chismosa and start ripping her clothes off. Yeah. And she's like, no, no, please, no, don't. It's very carry. you know what I mean? Oh, like it's, it's awful.
1: Re- throwing yeah.
0: tampons, except that instead of tampons, they're ripping this they're girl's clothes off. her
1: clothes off. And she's freaking out. It's Yeah, awful. she's
0: upset. And Claudia's like, no sean barbaras, barbara, she even says. But
1: she's just sitting there. I know. Do, no sean barbaras. Why don't I'll you fucking here. do
0: something, bitch? <laughs> so they, they kind of fall apart, and we see that she's just sitting on the couch crying, like trying to cover herself up, and Long Ginger is like, oh, man, I thought I was going to get my first striptease. And it's
1: like, you guys are dicks. But also, this was like, for me, subtle... Lesbian vibes here, where she was like, "I'm about to get my first striptease," and I was like, "Oh, you want to, Okay." Like, well, I'm, interesting well, what you, do you say see that here? Uh-huh.
0: because <laughs> right afterwards, uh-huh. Mars Attacks is like, "Oh, you want a striptease? Well, you'll got it." Uh, this I'm fucking Leo, expert. she fucking gets into the middle of the little dance floor they've created. Fucking bombshell starts banging out a jazzy tune.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
0: bound check a wow, but it's not so seventies. It's more like no, but... yeah
1: yeah you know da da da
0: da 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 and Marza Tax is like starts doing some dancing that doesn't really match up to like the music. It was kind of weird. Do
1: you think this was choreographed, or you think she's just winging it?
0: I'm gonna be honest. A lot of dances from the '60s
1: feel awkward, where you're like, "That
0: this doesn't go." Yeah, like, you, you know what but I also, mean. And I
1: this is old enough that the sound is kind of off. Like maybe that's what it had to do. But oh, it was very like. Why? Why is your leg there right now? And yeah. It, and there's your foopy hand. And woo, yeah. You hit. It was. You know, yeah. Just like, it
0: was odd. I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it would be improvised. I feel like mm, this kind of. You're
1: probably right. Movie,
0: yeah. Movie. They were like, let's choreograph this shit. If
1: anything, even though it feels like weird, I think it's supposed to feel weird. But it was. I mean, I was entranced by this. By this moment, and I again felt like. Oh my pearls! I was scandalized, and I was surprised that I felt that way. And that you know what I mean.
0: I think what we get from the girls watching her because yes. these girls are sitting there, and they're we go back and forth from like, no, no seas así Kitty. and they're like, like,
1: stop, stop, don't like, but stop they doing it.
0: Can't, but they can't look, look away. away. Like, we yeah. even cut to bangs, and she, like, bites her lip in, like, a yeah. entranced, like...
1: To me, the lip bite, I was like, are you excited horny for this? turned yeah. on by this? Yeah. Like, because most of the looks are very, like, <gasps> my eyes are wide, and I'm so scandalized, but I'm like, I can't turn away from this, but uh, whichever yeah. one this was, bangs, ginger, gin, whoever it was... It was bangs. Like, the lip but- bangs, I was like, you are... Ready to take Mars attacks off just for some, you know, one on one time right now. But <laughs> you you d- know.
0: listen, I'm no Armando, but I can show you a good I time, mean... Kitty. <laughs> <laughs> so she gets down to her fucking bra and underpants and like garter belt kind of thing, yeah. And she's about to take her bra off when she turns around and suddenly outside in the rain, we see looking through the window at her dancing, it's Andrea. And Mars Attack screams bloody murder and faints.
1: Now I didn't, I wasn't like, I didn't get like a startle, but I was genuinely surprised. I did not expect to see that ghost's face in the window. Because again, I was so entranced by Mars Attack's dance. Yeah,
0: yeah, agreed.
1: nicely done, Taboada. Didn't see it coming.
0: Very cool. The next day the girls are again telling Senorita Lucia. Mm -hmm. I love this from this movie in that no one is doubtful. Everyone is immediately believing that, Mm -hmm. you know, there is a specter. Who is this? What does this girl want? There's no the only person that's incredulous about it all is Senorita Bernarda. So as they're telling Senorita Lucia, she finally comes clean. That this student of hers, Andrea. She killed herself five years ago. She was also punished during Las Vacaciones and so had to stay at the school. And she suffered a lot because the only person she had in her life was her mother who sacrificed so much for Andrea to be able to come to the school. The father had abandoned them. And during the Vacaciones where she was being punished, Andrea's mother got sick. The school, Señorita Bernarda and Señorita Lucia, didn't let her go home to see her mother Mm. because they didn't believe her. They thought she was lying to be able to go home. And one afternoon, the news came that her mother had died. And Andrea spent the whole day crying in her bedroom, lleno de angustia. I love the word angustia. Oh, my God, so good. Mm. The next day, they found her dead in the tower. And... Señorita Lucia is having this, this very beautiful moment. Again, just just her face, this woman's beautiful face. And she's like, mm. she was the best student I'd ever had. Inteligente y buena. She played the piano beautifully and had a really great memory. And she loved los heliotropos, which is a tiny little purple flower. So it's night and the wind is howling outside. And we see Lucia is going through the courtyard of the school and she's going to a little house at the end of the courtyard and she knocks on it and inside is Diego the groundskeeper. This <laughs> this man was funny cuz I was like these girls seem like they're they seem like they're 40 but they're being aged down. Yes. This man seemed 40 but was being aged the other way. Yes,
1: like they literally <laughs> took like some white makeup and put it Some to the hair, the brows, powder. and the mustache. Cause I yeah. was like, "Oh, that man is handsome." Yeah, but oh, they're trying to weirdly age him.
0: Yeah, it was very odd. Okay, sure.
1: Could have just gotten an older guy. Maybe, I was gonna yeah. say, yeah, yeah. just
0: okay. get an older sure. dude. Anyways, so señorita. Lucia asks Diego if he remembers Andrea. And he does, obviously. He's like, La pobre niña que sufrió. And Lucia tells him about what the girls have been seeing and what they've been hearing. But Diego doesn't seem surprised. Mm. And Lucia asks, ¿Usted cree en fantasmas? And Diego says, ¿Cómo podría ser la pobrecita un fantasma? With those sad eyes. Lucia asks him, ¿Usted la visto? And he says, ¿Sí? ¿Usted no? Uh. Like, to him, it's like... You haven't? Duh, why haven't you seen her? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, wow. And
0: Señorita Lucia, still, like, trying to wrap her head around all this, she's like, how could I see her? She's dead. And Diego's like, maybe she's looking for something. Do you remember the way the wind was blowing the night we found her dead? Every time I hear the wind whistle like that, I know she's returned. Parece que el viento la presiente. I was like, that's great.
1: Like, like the wind can like feel her? Is that what yeah, that means? Yeah. Ah, okay. Wow. Again, a character who believes.
0: Yes. Again, yeah. a character, a man who believes a woman. Okay. Holy shit. Chocolate. Yeah. Who's
1: like, he's like, he's almost like, you don't believe? Like, <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> Girl. <laughs> so Lucia thanks Diego and she leaves his little house and it, the wind... You know, going ham. She's scared. She's upset. She keeps looking like in every corner, pockets pockets of terror. She looks at the tower. It's dark, but you can see it there. And she looks up and the fucking owl is still being blown to bits up in the fucking branch. (laughs) that poor, <laughs> uh, poor owl and finally she gets back inside and up the st- up the stairs and that wind is still fucking going ham and she looks out of the window down on the f- on the grounds of the f- of the school she sees andrea mm. her long blonde hair blowing in the wind and her long white nightgown also just blowing. The next day, Lucia is in Bernarda's office, and she's like, mira, yo la vi, no joda, ahí, ahí está, there, it's not a lie, I saw her. Pero Bernarda es una perra, and she's like, sure, if you saw her, sure, that means I'm going to see her too, right, you fucking idiot? And Lucia's immovable.
1: like, Immovable, she's immovable.
0: Nada. It, truly. And Lucia's like, okay, don't believe me, but please... Get the girls out of here before something terrible occurs again. Mm. And Bernardo's like, suck it. If you don't like it, you can leave. You're not a student. You're a teacher. You can go on vacaciones if you want. And outside, Claudia and Bombshell, this is where I officially heard her name for the first time, Yvette. But Bombshell discovers <laughs> that some they both see somebody lying down in like the garden floor, like just the feet. Mm. And they go to see. And who is it? It's Armando.
1: <laughs> Apparently, he's just as thirsty as Mars Attacks mm, just is. Just as horny. He can't stay away.
0: No. He jumped the wall to see her, and the girls are like, oh my God, we'll go get her for you. Don't oh worry. <laughs> so they run over, they grab Mars Attacks, and they bring her to, to her boyfriend, Armando. And she introduces the girls, and she's like, this is Yvette, and this is Claudia. And Yvette, bombshell, is like, Nice to meet you, you girl.
1: Her she's horny. looking at that man being like, she... If K- Mars Attacks doesn't do it for you tonight, I'll do uh, it. My bed is the one right next to hers.
0: <laughs> Come on, the man. window
1: is open, the night Truly. is windy.
0: Enter, let's
1: <laughs> enter me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, oh, oh my man. god.
0: So, Claudia and Yvette, or Bombshell. Turn to leave. They're barely turned all the way around when fucking Mars Attacks and, and Armando are fully making out behind them. Oh, my them. God. So Mars Attacks is fucking pumped that Armando is here, and but she's still, like, worried that they'll get found out. She doesn't want to get expelled. And he says, mira, I'll hide in there in that big tower. Oh. And she's like, no, 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 no. no. dicen que espantan ahí. No, yo tengo miedo. No. But he's a tough dude, and he's like, don't worry about it. I'll sit in there, and I'll wait until it's nighttime, and then we can fuck. Great. So we cut to him in the tower, and it's dark mm. and creepy. And de repente, de arriba, Ugh. here comes a white nightgown. Can
1: you dude. imagine? Dude, uh, I oh. would
0: shit. I would holy oh. shit.
1: I have chills. It's so creepy. She
0: comes down the stairs. Not a word. You don't see her head. You don't see her arms. You just see her, just like the bottom half of her body coming down these stairs. Mm -hmm. And Armando sees her (sighs) and he's, a polite young man, and he's like, oh, oh hello, God. I'm Kitty's nice boyfriend. To me. <laughs> 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 Mucho gusto. Mucho gusto. ¿Cómo No quería interrumpirle. Estoy aquí con, visitando a mi novia. And he's like, don't mind me. But this person never answers, and she walks out slowly of the tower. In the dormitory, Claudia hears her name being called again. Back outside, Kitty finds Armando and he tells her, mira, your classmate in the tower. She didn't say hi to me, but I saw her. And f- fucking Mars attacks. He's like, fuck, we got to get out of here. That's Andrea. She's a ghost. This aquí is no pantan. good. Let's yeah, go. Aquí <laughs> Vamonos. <laughs> so here comes Claudia following the voice over to the tower. The wind is blowing. The door creaks open and she goes in. And she climbs the staircase and she sees the red attic door. And she asks Andrea, what do you want from me? And she goes through the red door and she walks over to the window and looks down and there's nothing there. Only the grounds of the school and the winds are blowing and the leaves are flying. Y de repente a lightning hits and we see again the feet hanging. (gasps) And Claudia gets so scared that she backs out of the attic and she leans on a shitty railing and she fucking falls. Oh! And as she falls, she screams a bloody scream waking up everyone in school
1: the the lightning strike foot reveal scared got you me. that yeah. scared me yeah. and i gasped when she <laughs> fell because me too. again did not see this coming no dude
0: i was like oh no she's she killed her she's dead right
1: i'm telling you he will supr- he will surprise your ass yeah Totally.
0: Wow. He, he'll he build that tension up yes. so hard. And then all of a sudden you're like, whoa, what? Wh-
1: exactly. So
0: the scream wakes up everybody. Bernarda, Lucia, she, it interrupts Kitty and Armando making out over in the fucking bench over there. <laughs> and they're like, oh, my God, it came from the tower. So... She tells Armando, mira, andate. This is not a place to be right now. And he parkours over a wall and gets the fuck out of there. And Diego from his house is like, I heard it too. And he comes. Bernarda and Lucia run to the tower and they all find Kitty standing there sobbing like a total nervous wreck. And Bernarda says, go call the doctor. But Diego, he goes over to Claudia laying on the ground and he turns and he says, ya no es necesario. Esta muerta. wow and then we see a shot of claudia dead with her eyes open like lying on the ground i was like oh dude the eyes open was particularly Ooh. tough yes the rest of the girls in the dormitory are at the window and they're crying and wondering why would claudia keep trying to look for this andrea thing and why would andrea do that to her claudia didn't cause her any harm Josefina, la chismosa, says Uno nunca sabe lo que quieren los muertos And then Long Ginger says Esta casa está maldita Hay algo que nos rodea Que nos amenaza And the wind, it hasn't stopped I've never heard it like this before And Pixie says Esta noche hasta el viento tiene miedo Name of our film
1: Title of film (laughs) Nice delivery Pixie.
0: Yeah, good job girl. You're one you, Imagine having to get the title to yep. say? That's a I mean, big she's deal. Kind of she's
1: she's just kind of like, you know, a side character or whatever, but she's like whatever I said the title of the film. Y'all can close suck up, it. Close Y'all up. Can title suck of the film. It. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yep. Outside of the school's chapel, señorita Bernarda and señorita Lucía are wearing black and they're talking about Claudia and Bernarda admits to Lucía that she should have listened to her. And that it was all her fault. And Lucia says, no, it was an accident. And Bernarda says, like the other one, right? Go check on the girls. I'm going to go pray over Claudia's body. So she goes into the chapel. When she opens the door, the wind literally turns off every candle in the room. And there are so many of them. Yeah. And all we see is Claudia's body laying on a table covered with a sheet. Bernarda goes up to her, she pulls back the sheet, and she sees her face, and she says, Claudia, perdoname. And she covers her face back up, she kneels to pray, and from under the sheet, plop, Claudia's hand falls out (laughs) from under it. So creepy. Creeps. Bernarda's spooked, and she stands up, and she pulls the sheet back again from her face. And this time, Claudia's eyes are wide open. <gasps> but then she starts to speak. And she's like, what happened? Oh, my God. Oh, what the hell? So I
1: creepy. I have chills. God.
0: bernarda's like oh my god estas viva estas viva bernarda's like mira i'm gonna go tell everyone hold on stay here Esto, estas viva. even at the door she's like thrilled she's like estas viva Ugh. and then we see claudia and she's sitting on the table freshly awoken from the death and she says
1: still looking fabulous
0: fabulous and she says Biva, and then we get a lightning bolt in behind her and on the wall we see the shadow of a woman but it's not claudia's profile it's not ariana grande <laughs> it's somebody else
1: oh.
0: the doc is here again and he's like oh my god Claudia's well you know great that she's doing okay but it's how odd that she fell from such a high place and nary a bone was broken not a fracture nothing is wrong and the señoritas are like Ay, whatever and they're like and he's like no science doesn't really believe in that mm. and he's getting ready to leave and lucia tells him listen claudia's been kind of distant and different since the fall and the doc says listen let's just be glad she's cool and that she's here at all from afar Claudia has been watching the senoritas, but particularly Bernarda. In the classroom, Bernarda is teaching these gals about romanticism and poetry and literature and a bunch of smart shit. But Claudia is distracted, it seems, which Bernarda calls out and she's like, Aha, y por qué no estás prestando atención? And Claudia's like, I'm listening. And Bernarda's like, Okay, well, prove it. <laughs> and Claudia stands up. <laughs> And now I'm going to do a a Kelly Kapoor from The Office quote. And she says, blah, 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 giving the exact right answer.
1: <laughs> this was also, this gave me Lori Strode in Halloween, you know, before Lori Strode was even a thing, because this is 68. Yeah. But it reminded me of the moment in Halloween where, like, Literally, um, como se llama esta la Claudia is looking off to the side, just like mm-hmm. gazing off into the distance, just like Laurie Strode was. And then the teacher's like, Hey, what the? fuck? And Laurie Strode looks right back and is like, Oh, this and this and this and this and this, the facts. And this is like exactly exact the right same answer, <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> but then, but. As she's giving this very impressive answer, we get a pan of all the girls in the class and each one of them is like, What the fuck is going on here? How is this stupid bitch fucking answering this? She's not like this isn't uh, usual. This is an
1: Claudia what She the doesn't fuck?
0: know this kind of shit, but Bernarda is super impressed and she's like, Ah, que, que alegre que ya sabe esto. How did you learn all this? And Claudia says, in the library. And fucking <laughs> <laughs> bangs, whispers over to Mars Attacks, and she's like, Claudia, at the library? And Mars Attacks says, she must have gone in through a wrong door because that bitch is hella stupid. Why is she answering this? So very unlike Claudia.
1: Hmm. Sure.
0: The wind blows, windows are opening, branches are falling, it's nighttime, papers are flying. The grandfather clock that looks like... <laughs> This is dumb, but the grandfather clock in Señorita Bernarda's office kind of looks like Peppermint Butler from Adventure Time. Anyways, it's just something I noticed. (laughs) So Peppermint Butler clock is chiming in Bernarda's (laughs) office. And suddenly we hear beautiful piano music being played throughout the house mm. and bernarda and lucia both like kind of come in from office opposite places lucia's like something this music woke me up and bernarda's like it's coming from the music room let's go see and lucia's like no 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 don't you recognize this piece it's her mm-hmm. it's andrea and bernarda's like stop being an idiot i'm going so they go in the music room on the wall, there's a shadow of a woman very similar to the silhouette we saw right when did we see it with Claudia?
1: When she resurrected. Oh, yes. It was clearly not Ariana Grande on the wall.
0: Yes. Again, mm-hmm. not Ariana Grande on the wall. And the señoritas walk into this darkened room. This woman is playing the piano in the dark, which is very, that creeps creeped me out a lot.
1: Hey.
0: <sighs> <laughs> Lucia sees the shadow on the wall and she's like, It's Andrea, it's Andrea. But Bernarda pops the lights on and they see that it's Claudia. And Bernarda's like, What the hell are you doing? You're waking everybody up with your fucking Chopin. What the hell? Go to bed, come to my office tomorrow morning. And Claudia's like, Cuckoo, bye, see you later. Lucia turns to Bernarda and is like, Can't you see what is happening right now? Claudia's weird return to life. She's playing the piano in ways that she has never played before. Because remember, before, she was awful at it. Right. And Bernarda is a smug asshole. And she's like, Chopin can be played by anyone. Andrea didn't own Chopin's pieces. Okay. And people can act similar to other people. Behaviors can be similar. So pump your brakes these are all just coincidences of what's going on and if suddenly Claudia is super into Heliotropos even then I wouldn't be worried so suck it and Lucia looks at her with this strong brow Mm. that she drew on and she's like is that so well I'm glad you said that because I was worried to show you this and she grabs a little bundle of Heliotropos that was on the piano and gives it to Bernarda. Mm
1: -hmm. What do you say now, bitch?
0: Yeah, ho. (laughs) The next day, Claudia is going into Bernarda's office because that's what she asked. In the office, Bernarda's like, I've made a decision. Tomorrow, your parents are picking you up and taking you home. You have the day free to pack your shit, and after dinner, you are not allowed to leave the the dormitory for any reason whatsoever. You can go now. You're dismissed. Wow. And as she's leaving, Claudia grabs the door and says, Señorita, gracias por esta última noche.
1: Chills. Yeah, dude. Chills.
0: Once Claudia leaves the office, she sees that the curtain that (gasps) is on the side of her door has a beautiful satin rope Mm. that goes along holding the curtain open. But from the stairwell, we see that Lucia is watching Claudia. It's the night. The wind blows. In her bedroom, Bernarda's, Bernarda winds her clock when suddenly the lights go out. And she seems nervous. And suddenly there's footsteps outside her door. Bernarda says, ¿Quién anda ahí? And it's Lucia. And she needs to talk to Bernarda. She wants to stay with her until the morning. And Bernarda's like, oh, are you scared? And Lucia says, yeah, but not for me, you fucking bitch, for you. And she starts to weep.
1: (laughs) I wish that in this fucking 60s movie, she's like, yeah, but not for me, you fucking bitch, for you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, and she
0: starts to cry. She's like, "Poor Señorita Lucia is at her wit's end. She's like, I can't do this anymore. What the hell? I've been There's a ghost
1: for a full movie to mm-hmm. convince you that something's up here, and you won't budge, bitch. At all. You won't budge.
0: And as she's crying and weeping, suddenly another more ethereal cry starts to come Ooh. over Ooh. her cry.
1: Again, still. It, yes.
0: Yeah, so creepy. And Lucia says, Do you hear that? And it's coming from like all over the house. It's like echoing. La Llorona. It's, uh huh. <laughs> Lucia says, It's her. It's Andrea. And Bernardo's like, fuck this shit. It's somebody crying. Let's go see who the fuck it is. And she goes downstairs and she follows this like sobbing that that we all hear. And then suddenly she hears it coming from outside and she goes outside. But the camera pans over to the curtain we saw earlier (gasps) and we see that the satin rope is gone. Outside there's más viento, ese viento está todo mamón, the fucking leaves and the fucking branches. That owl has been blown. (laughs) That owl is featherless because the feathers (laughs) went flying. It's a bald owl now. (laughs) Bernarda sees Claudia walking through the courtyard and she follows her. In the dorm, Lucia comes running in and she's like, ¿A dónde está Claudia? And the girl's like, she's gone. We woke up from the crying and when we saw she wasn't there. And Lucia's like, okay girls come with me. And they run to the door but the door slams in their face and they're like, "Shit, shit, come help me, open this door. Claudia's at the tower. She opens the padlock like it's nothing. She literally goes click Bam. and goes inside. Bernarda follows her up the stairs. In the dorm, the girls are finally done with the door and they unlock it and they run and they're like, a la torre. So they all go. In the tower, Bernarda's in the attic. From the shadows, a person extends her hands out, <clears throat> holding the rope from the curtain. <sighs> Finally, Bernarda sees it's Andrea. Slowly, Andrea approaches Bernarda. We never see her face, no. it's only her hands holding out this rope. Ugh. And we see Bernarda does like the classic old timey fear face. It's so good. Ugh. She's like, ah, she's... Ah. And she...
1: but she's finally scared.
0: Yeah, finally. Yeah. And she looks. So like the, oh my the God. shadow and the, the face, lighting it's gorgeous.
1: Fabulous. I mean, totally. this woman was getting ready for bed again with full beat, full with face, full, full hair, beat. nails yeah. done. Fresh
0: nails. <laughs> 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 the girls and Lucia finally get to the tower and they run start to run up the stairs when suddenly a horrible scream comes from the attic and it stops them. But then they continue quietly up and up the staircase. Lucia finally gets into the attic. She finds Claudia lying on the ground. Lucia holds her. It's okay. I'm with you. And she looks up, and there, swinging, ahorcada, is Senorita Bernarda. <sighs> it's a while later, and the doc is back. And he goes into the office to see the new headmistress, which is Senorita Lucia. You did it. He congratulates her on her new job. You did it. And she tells him that the police are finally done investigating and everything is settled. And the doc is like, okay, so what's the final verdict about the death? And Lucia turns right to the camera, into the barrel, and she's like, (laughs) suicidio. And then the doc asks about her students and she explains that they've all decided to stay and that she had to convince some of the parents, but they're all back. And she says, what the school needed was a little bit of alegría. Cut two. Cut two. Everybody swimming in a pool. pool, Having a great time.
1: The bathing suits.
0: Fabulous bathing suits. Did
1: you see Mars attacks? Mars
0: attacks. Ugh. It's just But gorgeous. Fabulous. In the courtyard, Claudia's walking through with her book and she looks up to see the tower. And she tells Diego, who's close by sweeping, that he forgot to put the padlock on the door. And he says, What for? It's not necessary anymore. None of you are going to go in and no one else is going to come out. And Claudia asks, you saw her, right? Like, it wasn't just a dream I had. And Diego says, olvide eso, señorita. And she's like, it's going to be really hard. Hello. (laughs) Every time I pass this tower, I think I'm going to see her. And Diego assures her, no tenga miedo. Ella se ha ido. Se ha ido para siempre. And we see the window at the top of the tower. And no one's there. Fin de la película.
1: Lovely, lovely ending. Wonderful job. Thank you. Closure at the end. Yes. This is the end. I love that. It's like tied neatly with the bow. When I tell you, though, that for 0.5 seconds, and this goes back to like me being like, I don't trust la señorita Lucia (laughs) for five. 0.5 seconds, I thought la señorita, now headmistress Lucia was going to be like, suicidio and then like look at us and be like soy Andrea, or like some (laughs) (laughs) you expected her to
0: be Andrea? Uh
1: and then it's like, now you get to be the headmistress, I took care of this all for you, which basically Andrea goes, did that but for a second I was like, now she put herself into (laughs) la señorita Lucia's body, anyway Nicely done. Thanks. Great fucking movie. Let's get Ugh. into some trivia. Yes. Okay, so this is my trivia for today. First of all, I just wanted to give a shout out to Maquillista Maria del Castillo from the credits. Okay. Maria del beat Castillo. them faces. You beat those faces. <laughs> and let's also, I mean, come on, Peinados by Maria Salazar. These Maria, Marias,
0: las dos Marias. <laughs>
1: Puta, they
0: fucking nailed la mataron.
1: It. <laughs> Yeah. You killed it, my ladies. Totally. Oh my god. Fabulous. Also just want to give a shout out to Raul la Vista, who we have spoken about before. I believe I covered him. Yes. In was it la, la señora Morales? Maybe. I don't remember. Or maybe it was um maybe it was the other Taboada film. Anyway, I have covered him before. Yeah. But I also wanted to give a shout out and talk about Armando Manzanero who also provided music. In the credits it says blues jazz So I Uh believe this was the piano piano. playing during the striptease. I'm not 100% sure, but that's the the only like blues, jazz music I could think about. So let's talk about Armando Manzanero. So this is from Wikipedia. Armando Manzanero Canche, born the 7th of December, 1935, was a Mexican Mayan musician, singer, composer, actor, and music producer, widely considered the premier Mexican romantic composer of the post-war era, and one of the most successful composers of Latin America. Wow. He received a Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award in the United States in 2014, and he was the president of the Mexican Society of Authors and Composers. Very cool.
0: Yeah. Okay,
1: so Manzanero was born in Ticul, Yucatán. His father was singer and composer Santiago Manzanero, and his mother was Juanita Canche Vaquero, and she played the... Jarana Jarocha, I'm going to say is how you say that, which is a sort of guitar that originates from Veracruz, which is very cool. cool. At the age of eight, he was introduced to the world of music at the Escuela de Bellas Artes in his native city. In 1950, when he was 15, he composed his first melody titled Nunca en el Mundo, of which 21 versions in different languages have been recorded to date. Holy
0: shit, that's whoa, that's so cool. cool. Yeah. In
1: 1957, he was signed as musical director by the Mexican branch of CBS International and as musical promoter for EMI, becoming the next year the pianist of Latin American artists such as Pedro Vargas, Lucho Gatica, ooh, Gatica and Rafael. In 1959, an executive of... RCA Victor urged him to record his first album of love songs which he named Mi Primera Grabacion. I listened to some of his music on YouTube. Yeah. Lovely. Please check it out. Just like romantic ballads. A dream. Boleros. In 1970, his song Somos Novios was (gasps) reissued with new... Oh
0: my God! somos novias
1: you know this that's
0: song? a huge song yeah
1: okay well i listen l- listen i don't know if i'd heard it before but a lot of people I have to covered this on it youtube oh my god it's so fucking beautiful yeah so um it was reissued with new lyrics by sid wayne who was the composer for elvis presley mm. the english version it's impossible was performed by perry como and was nominated for a grammy also checked out the Perry Como version. Lovely. Adding it to my, my rep book immediately. Adding it to my karaoke list. Holy shit. It's just
0: okay. gorgeous. Love that.
1: His work has been performed by singers such as Tito Rodriguez, Frank Sinatra, Elvis Presley, Shirley Bassey, Andrea Bocelli, Tony Bennett, Laura Pausini, Alejandro Fernandez, Luis Miguel, Cristina Aguilera, Dionne Warwick, and others.
0: I think the version I know of Somos Novios is Luis Miguel's Luis Miguel? version. Yeah.
1: Probably, yeah. On the 17th of December of 2020, Manzanero was hospitalized in Mexico City after being diagnosed with COVID-19 during the pandemic, which we are still in. Manzanero died 11 days later from the virus, aged 85 (gasps) on the 28th of December 2020, 21 days after his birthday. His body was cremated and his ashes were transferred to Merida in Yucatan, where he was born and where there is a house museum in his honor. Amazing.
0: May he rest.
1: Okay. And so I found this article from a website called flowjournal.com. It's called Female Specters, the Gothic Horror Films of Carlos Enrique Taboada by Carrie Hegarty from the University of Miami, Ohio. Carey says, One of the most significant elements of Taboada's gothic horror films is the symbolic role of their youth protagonists. The representation of these characters is especially significant within the context of Mexico's ill-fated youth movement, which arose in 1968 as a protest against the government's autocracy and was almost immediately quashed by the state, who afterwards maintained a secret police force dedicated to armed control of student gatherings. The conspicuous absence of any meaningful treatment of youth protagonists, especially female ones, in Mexico's cinematic production of the time underscores the government's ideological control of the medium. Tabuada's gothic horror films were some of the only exceptions to this. The horror genre is uniquely poised to do the cultural work of representing repressed historical forces. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It is possible to think about the films of Taboada as giving voice to some of these repressed cultural forces, especially with regard to the narrative constant of the young female as ghost or supernatural intermediary. Is that the way you say that? Sure. Mm-hmm. That is present in all four of his gothic horror films. The female ghost has a long tradition in Mexican cultural mythology originating in the figure of La Llorona. Which, mm. listen, that scene toward the end with the crying, I was like, hello, yeah, La Llorona. totally
0: La Llorona.
1: Interestingly, this figure makes an appearance in the earliest sound films in Mexico from the 1930s and 40s and then reappears in films of the 60s alongside those of Taboada in a way that might be said to reveal a specific cultural anxiety surrounding the blatant transgression of female social norms. In all of these films the female ghosts and or young girls who convene with the supernatural are at the outset deemed dysfunctional by the oppressive forces of adult authority who try to normalize and contain them. Mm. Eventually, however, the young Girls are vindicated as the monstrous surrogate mother figures they have been forced to bear are punished in the narrative at the end. Yeah. Even though these oppressive figures are justly punished, however, in most of Taboala's gothic horror films, the young protagonist herself dies as well, which Claudia does. I mean, she comes back. Yeah, technically
0: she does. Yeah.
1: Which seems to raise an interpretive question. Do these films affect a critique of the dominant ideology of Mexican society of the time, meaning patriarchy, conservatism, class privilege and offer a counter-narrative of resistance instead, or do they reinforce a deeply rooted cultural anxiety surrounding notions of female sexuality and subjectivity, which would have been brought to the surface by the social changes that were emerging both in Mexico and around the world in the late 1960s? Mm. Which, you know... You totally see that, where these girls are being repressed, 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 and then it's like, Lucia's like, I wanted to bring some alegría, and you get a fucking literal pool party. Totally. She concludes, perhaps the answer is that they articulate the complexity of the social, political, and cultural panorama of Mexico in the 1960s, in in which transgression of authority was deemed a victory. Though ultimately a victory that could not stand up to the deeply rooted structures of a patriarchal totalitarian state. Wow. And that is my trivia for today.
0: Lovely. I'm going to talk about three of our actresses. Please do. First, I'll begin with Marga Lopez. Marga López was our Señorita Bernarda. She was born Catalina Margarita López Ramos in Argentina. She was born on June 21st, 1924, so cancer. She debuted in show business in her home country as a child with her siblings in the group known as Los Hermanitos López, which is very cute. Adorable. In 1936, the group journeyed through Latin America, including Mexico. There she met her future husband, Carlos Amador, a cinema producer whom she married twice in 1941 Ah. and in 1961. Either he died or she got divorced (laughs) uh, because she married again in 1964 Ah. to actor Arturo de Córdoba, who if you don't know, played hmm? El Señor Morales in Stop. El Esqueleto de la Señora Morales.
1: Wow. Uh-huh. Just Mexican cinema royalty. Absolutely. Wow. This yeah. power couple? Okay.
0: She was a star in both television and film. She w- was featured in lots and lots of telenovelas. Up until her death, she was working Her last novela was Bajo la Misma Piel. In 2005, she was an emphysema patient and had acute Mm. episodes of bronchitis. Reportedly, she was a chain smoker and did not give up tobacco until 2004. Oh, damn. On Tuesday, April 19th, 2005, she suffered a heart attack while undergoing a health checkup test at a hospital in Mexico City, and she died on July 4th from cardiac arrhythmia. Oh, hon. Now I'll talk about Alicia Bonet, who played Claudia. That was a Wikipedia. This is Wikipedia as well. Alicia Bonet started as an, oh, wait, was born on the 26th of April of 1947. She's a Taurus. <laughs> <laughs> she started as an actress at the ends of the 1950s in theater for a repertoire for children's theater. Mm. In the 60s, she became famous through Mexican cinema, and ever since then, she's been considered one of the best Mexican actresses. She was married to actor Juan Ferrara, but then they got divorced. They had two kids. She got married a second time to the actor
1: Claudio Brooke. <laughs> oh, my, my favorite. Your favorite. Oh, my God. And they were married <laughs> until
0: his death. Mm. They had two children as well. Uh, she's seventy-four years old and still alive. Oh, so love that. That's Alicia. And finally, I found a fabulous article in Yahoo.com Vida y Estilo, written by Miguel Kane. It's titled La Tragica Historia de Maricruz Olivier, La Diva que no se permitió ser feliz. Y murió sola. Mm. Maricruz played Señorita Lucia, and this article says she is considered the, an actress with one of the most distinctive Looks and miradas, not looks as in like my looks, but like ah. looks as in the, the way, way she, she looks, looks at, at you. you. Yeah. Or, yes. Uh, in the history of Mexican cinema and television, she is an emblematic figure for a whole generation, with memorable personas in novelas and famous films. But her personal life was a world of shadow, secrets, and sexual repression. <gasps> She was the daughter of a very conservative family from Puebla. She was born on the 19th of September 1935 a Virgo. She went to university and studied philosophy and words. Filosofía y letras <laughs> and letters. Oh, yeah. sure. Okay. But she left her studies because her passion was acting. She was discovered in university theater, college theater, by the teacher Fernando Wagner. He said that she acted with her eyes. At 18, she had her first bit in a comedy called Esos de Pénjamo in 1953. In 1959, she got her first big success as the lead role in the telenovela Teresa. It was a phenomenon that impacted everyone and it even was made into a film, which she starred in also as Teresa. And once she did that, all the offers started pouring in, nice. and she got cast most of the time as a villain.
1: Interesting. Yes. That in this movie, she's such a sweet character, but still I was like, I don't trust yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. What's going totally. on here? Hmm, interesting.
0: She also is the first actress to perform simulated sex on Mexican television. Oh. Yeah, with wow. the actor Hector Bonilla. <gasps> She acted in a a film called Tres Mujeres en la Hoguera in 1979, which was a very controversial film because her character was a lesbian with a lot of jealousy towards her partner and a young lover that she has. Oh, my God. And even though she had a very, very successful professional career... Her personal life was surrounded by shadows. She was very secretive, and even with her cer- c- close circle of friends who knew her sexual preferences, she always occulted it from the public. Yes, oh. Madame La Olivier was a lesbian, oh, wow. but she hated it, and oh, she that breaks
1: my heart.
0: And she kept it from the public. In a country that was so machista, like Mexico in the 50s and 60s, and still today.
1: Ugh, shit. It
0: wasn't, like, people didn't like seeing such a beautiful, elegant, glamorous woman as a homosexual. Because the stereotype of being a lesbian was to be super, like, butch and that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. And that didn't fit who she was. When she took the role of in Tres Mujeres en la Hoguera, which uh, the movie became a huge cult film for the lgbtqia community and it has apparently garnered a bunch of internet memes and stuff like that i've never heard of this film and oh wow so it's it's a well-loved film but marie cruz said that she hated that film and that she regretted ever having been participated in it Yeah. She suffered from alcoholism and like chain smoking constantly. She got pancreatic cancer that was very aggressive. And there are some rumors that say that she got to 32 kilos, which I don't know how much that is in pounds, but it seems like not a lot. 70 pounds. Oh! She got down to 70 pounds and that she had terrible pain. The rumor is that she killed herself, but... That's a lie. And she died on the morning of October 4th in 1984. Uh, She was 49 years old. She had a...
1: Wow. uh,
0: Un paro cardíaco. And um, she left a huge legacy of wonderful characters. And up until her last moment, a shadow followed her of never allowing herself the true happiness of being who she really was. So... It's very sad.
1: Well, that's heartbreaking.
0: May she rest. Rest in
1: peace. Rest in peace. And that's the end of my trivia. Nice job. Loved learning about those fabulous women. Let me ask you some questions. You ready?
0: Yes.
1: Eileen, were you scared?
0: Yes, I was absolutely scared and like it made me feel like a little. Again, I'll say again. It's such a good ghost story that it made me feel like a mm-hmm. little kid at a sleepover. Like, yeah, I just wanted a blanket and I wanted to like watch someone tell it to me. You know what I mean?
1: Yes, absolutely. You will. I said the same thing. I loved the creepy, classy ghost story flavor this movie gave us. So yes, one hundred percent. What was your best scare?
0: Ooh, there's so many. Um, I mean, honestly, I think that f- opening shot of Glalia having her nightmare and waking up and seeing the feet above her bed hanging and then seeing the mm-hmm. shot of the lightning and, her- and that shadow was so that like immediately you're like, oh, I'm in it. Mm-hmm. But also like. Seeing those hands come out of the darkness with the rope was incredibly yeah. spooky for me. And any time she's Absolutely. like outside being a spook when she was looking at the through the window at Mars attacks dancing, mm-hmm. that's also really spooky. So all of those for me. <laughs>
1: All of that shit. <laughs> I gave it specifically to the striptease scare where she's out in the rain. Yeah. But also the lightning flash of the the hanging feet reveal. Like I actually legitimately jumped. Yeah. So I'll give it to those two. And also there was a part where a grand clo- grandfather clock went off and it scared me. So throw that in there. Peppermint Butler. Who was your favorite character? Oh
0: God, this is really hard. Mars attacks. <laughs>
1: I said the same thing. I wrote Kitty just because her name is Kitty. That's Marge Attacks. Pero, I love the fact, first of all, that Kitty means Kitty. Uh They're like Kitty,
0: Kitty, Kitty. Kitty, Kitty,
1: Kitty. Kitty. Pero, I love her that she's just so thirsty for Armando. Her hair is a helmet I want to (laughs) wear. Like, oh my God. She was so much fun. Yeah. I just loved her so much. Totally. What was your best line? Ooh. Oh my God.
0: (sighs) Um. There's so many, and I'm going to give it to my best. My favorite one is Ya Es Mucha Abstinencia Yep, from Mars Attacks.
1: I mean, but it is.
0: It's too much abstinence. I can't. I simply cannot. The other one is just, I just loved when Señorita Bernarda was like, Le advierto usted si insiste a inquietar sus compañeras con visiones morbosas. That just is the most delicious mouthful of words. It's so good. And it's just such a... She could have said, Mira, deja de asustar a tus amigas. Like, that could have Mm -hmm. been the sentence. But no.
1: (laughs) Fabulous. No, let me chew on this. Let me chew. ¿Y tú? Mine I also have two. There was a moment where Bernarda was like, Kitty, give me that picture of your hot boyfriend. And she's looking at the picture. Bernarda is, and she looks at Kitty and she says Veo que usted a su propia novela," meaning like you star in your own show, yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. Like you you live a telenovela kind of life. And I was like
0: <laughs> That's this <is> true. Hilarious. <laughs> But
1: I got to give it to, to Pixie, to short do, when she's like, esta noche hasta el viento tiene miedo. You gotta, I mean,
0: title of the film. You gotta,
1: you got That's it. yeah, a good one. What was your, what was your best death?
0: I guess, Señorita Bernarda. Sure. This is just yeah. the one, right? Oh,
1: Yeah. <laughs> Well, I gave it to Claudia even though she comes back just oh, because right.
0: that's true, yeah.
1: The fall through the stairway really shocked me. Yeah. I wasn't seeing it coming and you don't see it happen. Yeah. You see the fall, you don't see the slam, yeah, yeah. but oof, my gosh. Yeah. So for me for, for me is
0: that. I just love yeah. her fear right before and the scream yes. that the girls hear as they're coming up. I was like, Yeah, kill that hoe.
1: <laughs> kill that hoe. Did you learn anything about the culture? Really? No, I don't think so either. I said no. And finally, how many uis do you give this movie?
0: I'm gonna give this one four and a half.
1: Mm. Mm -hmm. I
0: love that it's all women. I love that the men Mm. are.
1: There are three men. There are
0: three men: a doctor, a gardener, and the boyfriend. Yeah,
1: that's it. Three. That's it. Mm -hmm.
0: They're on for what? A collection of five minutes, if if that. I love that you don't need that much to invoke fear mm-hmm. and i love that it's it's simple and gentle but lovely and and there is this element of like glamour and beauty but also There's no fighting in the way that I don't believe what you say and whatever. Like, everything, everyone just goes along and we just have one horrible villain. Sometimes it's just easier to be like, yeah, we all hate her. And that just feels Mm -hmm. nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I just thought it's beautiful storytelling. It's lovely, spooky, creepy. And I love a ghost story. Yeah. So four and a half. Fantastic.
1: Yeah. I gave it four. I think it's a fabulous film. The creepy ghost story vibes even continued in your retelling of the movie. Like you don't even have to watch it to just be like, ooh, like I'm around a campfire and I'm or like at a sleepover with my pals and we're telling ghost stories and we're kids like that's the vibe it gives. I also just love the fact that it's mostly women. They look fucking fucking fabulous throughout this film and it's funny it's like there's good
0: good humor in here too there's
1: good humor the sass between the girls the chemistry like even though you know we said like they're probably not pals later on in life but it's cool like you know it it felt real it felt real yeah and the acting yes dramatic whatever but just delightful and delicious acting clearly for me feels very like i'm a gay man and i'm just like oh my god give it to me i could eat this with the spoon yeah. but also like undercurrents of lesbian themes in here that deserve exploration so a solid movie Taboada strikes again Always. for i love this film watch it now it's on Tubi. it's on, Tubi. It's on youtube it's out there yeah watch it yeah totally. so good
0: uh, well, let's get out of this tower, let's but let's not out. jump off of the attic. Let's just go down the staircase like normal people. Slowly
1: <laughs> creep down. <laughs> Don't touch that railing.
0: Don't you do it. Uh, but do make sure to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you're at. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you being here. Follow our redes sociales at Uikiorror on Instagram and Twitter, or send us an email at uikiorror at gmail.com. Thank you to Sonoro for being second uh, great. You can follow them at Sonoro Podcast on Instagram and Twitter as well. And um, if somebody hangs themselves in the tower that's located in your courtyard, put on your hair helmet and find out what's going on. <laughs>
1: <Or> <laughs> your hair helmet. Don't forget your freshly, freshly done nails and manicure. Don't forget, you must. <laughs> if you're going to be a ghost,
0: heel. if you're going to be a mm-hmm. ghost, Get your nails did, because you're going to want to be <laughs> fabulous about it. Uh, make sure and buy lots of hairspray, because the ozone, mm-hmm. who needs it? And, um, and that
1: wind is a-blowing. you got to keep it put.
0: When the wind is a-blowing, you tell your boyfriend to parkour his ass over to you. You get your make on. You see a ghost in a window. <laughs> and just have a good time.
1: Solve that creepy ghost story. Yeah. Figure out, you know, solve that mystery. Make totally. it happen.
0: And Johnny. Do uh, Just
1: don't get possessed.
0: Yeah. The only person I would want to be possessed by is you, Johnny. <laughs> and uh <laughs> I fucking love you, dude.
1: I fucking love you too. And we'll see
0: you guys in la proxima semana. Adios.
1: Adios. Step into the world of power, loyalty.